Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Friday, August 28th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by our tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, another day, another uh, batch of games in Major League Baseball postponed over protests uh, concerning the Jacob Blake shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Major League Baseball players electing uh, to not play their games in solidarity with uh, teams from other sports, including the NHL, the WNBA, and the NBA most prominently. Uh, NBA games haven't been played in the last two days uh, over a reaction to the shooting. Uh, the, the, the latest batch of delays in, in Major League Baseball, uh, it, it sort of starts bleeding into this sort of weird area where, uh, you know, teams have to make up these games at some point if they're going to do this. Uh, it's not like in the NBA where there was serious doubt whether or not they were going to continue their season uh, up up until uh, recently. Uh, Major League Baseball teams uh, sort of it, there's a, there's a feeling that they will continue to play, but right now it, it's tough if these these games keep getting postponed, uh, especially for certain teams who've missed a lot of games because of the the COVID outbreaks. Yeah, Joe, and that that brings us to uh, the Indians game tonight, Friday night in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. They're scheduled to open a three-game series. Uh, like you said, seven games, MLB games postponed uh, Thursday, three on Wednesday over the protest. Um, as, as far as I could tell the, with the people I talked to yesterday with the Indians, they it's, it seems to me like they're going to play tonight, uh, Friday night. Uh, I, I didn't get the indication that they were going to um, you know, uh, not play, boycott the game and postpone it. Uh, I a couple reasons for that, I think. Uh, one big reason is, you know, St. Louis has missed 18 games with because of the virus. They've got in this month in September, starting in September, well, they played their fourth doubleheader yesterday, and they, they've got 11 doubleheaders to play to make up those games. So, you know, as, you know I think, you know, the Cardinals, I'm, I'm not sure. That's not a reason not to uh, protest if, if either the, if the both teams feel strongly about it. But I mean, they're looking at they're looking at a backlog of games, and I don't know how how they get through that. Right. You you don't ever want to say no. You can't protest this because 
you know, it, 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 it will hurt you in the long run. But, it, but this is really going to set up uh, the Cardinals, particularly for, uh, you know, some sort of hardship down the line because they're already going to be burning through pitchers and position players and exposing themselves to injuries uh, throughout the month of September just to get their, their slate of games made up and, and finished. I, I, I think a lot of people understand the value of protesting these games. It, it really has sort of re-sparked the, the whole national conversation uh, that was started back in, in May with the, with the killing of George Floyd. But I, right now, you, you've got to look at it, if you're, if you're St. Louis at least, and, and say, you know, there are things that we can do uh, outside of protesting that that might bring attention and, and bring change that that we want to see uh, at, at you look at just what what Cleveland sports teams did yesterday and immediately forming a coalition between the Browns Cavs and Indians uh, that is targeted at police reform and uh, voting uh, availability so that they can you know if you want to make change, you, you do it at the polls, you, you go in and you elect officials. And, and that's what the Cavs are helping do with, with uh, Quicken Loans Arena, opening it up as a, a voting location. Uh, it's, there, are, there are ways other than protest, and that's not to devalue the protests that are going on right now uh, with these players standing up and, and saying, look, I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to uh, you know, play a sport while there are still people being shot in the street for, you know, unarmed black men being shot for no reason by police. Uh, again, it, it, it's, it's a tough situation. We asked our, our texters uh, on subtext uh, a question, you know, whether they thought there was value in the, uh, the players standing up, not just the, the Major League Baseball players, but the, the NBA players, WNBA players uh, taking a stand here. And, you know, the, the reaction was mixed, and it wasn't exactly what I had anticipated getting uh, and hearing back from folks. I thought a lot more folks would be uh, sympathetic to why the protesters chose or why the players chose to protest this way. And uh, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I thought some of the responses from our, our subtexters were, 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 was a little bit ugly uh, and in, in that way. But, uh, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. I just... I, I, I'm, I'm not going to participate in, in, in sharing those opinions uh, here uh, when, when I don't believe that they, they build towards a positive uh, outcome or result from this situation that we're in. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation, a divisive situation. Um, the Indians have been in the forefront of uh, the, the um, MLB's, you know, program for social change. Um, and uh, I still, I, you know, I, I don't know if they, they will, you know, boycott. I don't know for sure that they'll boycott uh, tonight's game. But I think uh, the front office would not stop them from doing that. If the, if the players, when they get to the ballpark or maybe at the team hotel, you know, reach some kind of decision not to play, I, I think uh, they would have the – whatever decision they make, they would have the full support of the organization because they've been so animated about this, you know, with, uh, you know, the, they've incorporated the, the change, you know, the, the change of the name of the franchise into this movement. Um, they, you know, they, they're one of the, they, they always wear, you know, black lives matter and racism, their, their t-shirts during BP, you know, they're very, they're, they're committed and it's going to be an interesting choice 
to see what what they do um, what they do tonight. And um, I do think that the Cardinals' situation will play into it with their schedule. Um, and uh, you know, the Indians, you know, were off Thursday, so they couldn't have done it Thursday. So uh, we'll have to see. But I, like you said, Joe, there's other ways to do this to you know to uh, to show your support for uh, you know to to improve the relationship between you know uh, uh, minorities and 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 the police to to uh, to regulate the police that that you know you just can't shoot unarmed people. I mean it, right. it's there there are different ways to handle this and 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 the fact that this keeps happening is you know it's troubling. It's troubling for the nation and and. That's why you know we've had this divide in our country, and we've got to we've got to come together. And I, I love it. I I love that that we have professional athletes that are willing to take a stand, that are willing to make their views known, and that they are they're putting themselves out there. And uh, you know, it's it's um, it, I that gives me hope for the future. It really right. does. Well, and, and one thing, one final idea I want to mention before we, we move on from this uh, is, like you said, the, the Indians locker room has has shifted to a sort of a younger uh, type of crowd. It, it, back, you know, two, three seasons ago, it was full of veterans, family guys. There wasn't a lot of hooting and hollering and partying. But now those young leaders are really stepping forward. And you're seeing that in, in, in Francisco Lindor. And, and we spoke to Frankie uh, the other day uh, via Zoom, the reporters did, and you could tell, and, and you and I had a conversation about, you know, you could, you could tell this is, is really weighing on Frankie, uh, not just his situation at the plate, which is starting to improve lately. You know, he's starting to hit the ball a little more, but you can tell that this is a guy who, you know, he spends his, his days just smiling from ear to ear uh, and, and being joyful about playing baseball. Well, he's he's different this year. It, it, this whole situation, being a leader, being the face of the franchise, and being the mouthpiece during this time of upheaval and struggle and and all, uh, is really sort of weighing on him. And he's he's different. Uh, you can you can tell that you know things have taken their toll on Francisco Lindor, uh, not just between the lines, but outside the lines and everything about uh, just the social situation right now. Uh, Francisco Linder, he's said all the right things. He's done all the right things so far. It's just hard to, to, to watch Frankie, who, who is always such a positive person. Uh, you know, basically, you just want to give him a hug sometimes, the, the way he, <laughs> he looks like he's, he's, he's down about things. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we all, get, we all grow up eventually. And, you know, I, I think uh, he probably just misses the pure joy of playing, you know, when he was a rookie, when he came up and uh, – that baseball was the only thing on his mind. And now, uh, you know, he's got looming free agency. He's got, like you said, Joe, he's kind of the, the tip of the spear here for the, for the franchise. He's the face of the franchise. He's, he's, he was also, you know, out front with the name change and uh, out front with social, the social justice movement. So that's a lot, that's a lot to uh, carry around when you, you know, when your main job is a ball player and right. uh, you, you've got to be able to separate the two, but it's, it's hard. It's hard in these times. You, they're, <laughs> the athletes aren't robots. You know, they, mm -hmm. they know what's going on. They know what's going on in the country and especially athletes of color. And uh, you, you, 
they're looking at this thing co completely different from you and I, Joe. They, they're looking at this thing like uh, if they're driving down the street one, one night uh, and they get pulled over, they're going to get put, treated differently than you or, you or I, and that's, that's just the fact of life. Yeah, there's there's only one athlete who I've ever met who who really was a robot, and the Indians traded him to Texas over the, <laughs> over the winter. So, although Aaron Savali comes in a close second, I mean that that kid is really sort of in the in the Kluber mode when it comes to uh, not showing any emotion whatsoever at any time. So even even when he pitches a complete game, the, the guy has has no uh, no emotion chip uh, inserted. I don't I don't think. Uh, let's move on uh, to this series opener tonight, Friday. Tristan McKenzie gets his second start. Uh, Hoinsey, you're pumped up. You're excited to see Tristan McKenzie pitch again. Uh, this is uh, his, his second start. Uh, just, to, just to reiterate what we mentioned yesterday, the second starts for Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, and Aaron Savali. Uh, each one of them went at least five and two-thirds. Savali and Plesak went six and seven innings. Uh, no more than one earned run, no more than one walk, and at least seven strikeouts for all three of them. So if Tristan McKenzie follows suit, you know, these, the, this next generation of, of young Indians pitchers and young Indian starters, uh, we should see a pretty good ball game out of him tonight. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was electrifying, you know, uh, last, uh, last Saturday night against the Tigers at, the, at uh, Progressive Field. Uh, just a great performance. Um, and you've got to you've got to wonder what he's what he's got up his sleeve for uh, for you know the encore and uh, you know six innings uh, ten strikeouts one run against the Tigers the Cardinals you know kind of a, obviously they're they're beat up they've only played twenty twenty two games they're eleven and eleven they played fairly well since uh, coming back off their uh, their quote unquote pause for the season. Um, but they're kicking the ball around a lot, Joe. And uh, eight errors in the last four games, they, and they were swept by the Pirates in a, in a doubleheader yesterday. Uh, allowed three unearned runs. Um, so uh, you know, twelve unearned runs in twenty-two games. They've got sixteen errors in twenty-two games. Wow. So wow, you, know, you can tell. You know that that long pause. Mm -hmm. You know that eighteen-game pause has taken a toll on on the fundamentals. And usually that's, you know, that's a good ball club. You know, they well, won the division last year, I, I believe the AL uh, NL right. Central. So, um, you know, they're, they're going through some changes. So, you know, Tristan is probably catching them at the right time. Well, and that's also, you know, sort of good news, I guess, for an Indians offense that doesn't, nece doesn't necessarily get itself started sometimes uh, until maybe the late innings and, and might be able to take advantage of some of those errors. If, if you give the Indians offense a, a couple of extra outs, you know, there's a, a chance that maybe they can score some runs. Uh, maybe if you, if you play clean, that it's a lot harder for them to score runs. Uh, but, you know, that, that, that might be the opportunity the Indians need here to take advantage of some of those, you know, kick a ball, get, uh, get a guy on base and maybe hit one out and, and see if you can give Tristan McKenzie an, an early lead, give him some confidence and let him go at these guys and, and, I, I would like to see that. I would like to see an early lead for Tristan McKenzie so that he can just attack hitters with the fastball and just, you know, own them. You know, that, that would be great uh, to, to see. So, so yeah, looking forward to McKenzie's uh, second start here tonight. All right, we're, we're just a little bit past the halfway point of the season for the Indians, and I wanted to, to get your opinion on 
you know, if, if there was an all-star game this year, uh, the, the all-star game obviously scheduled for Los Angeles was canceled, uh, going to be played next year at Dodger Stadium. Who do you think from the Indians would be candidates for that game? Uh, you know, there, there's obvious guys who would definitely be there, and, and then there, there might be sleeper candidates. Who, uh, who among the Indians players right now uh, would you think could have been in Los Angeles for All-Star Weekend uh, if, if things had gone differently this year? Well, two right off the top of my head, Joe. Uh, obviously, Shane Bieber, I think he would have been in line maybe to start the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, James Karinchek, uh, you know, as, as a reliever, definitely. I, I think those two guys, you know, kind of jump out at me. Traditionally, rookies, uh, rookie relievers in particular, have a, a, a little bit more of a tough time, uh, you know, getting selected. But Karinchak's numbers are overwhelming right now. They would probably earn him, a, 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 you know, more than consideration for a spot. Uh, anybody else that, that, that might be uh, uh, considered even like a dark horse candidate, I, I, I would say Cesar Hernandez, who's been, is, you know, been doing the job as a, a leadoff hitter because uh, – you know, competition at second base would be Jose Altuve, and uh, he hasn't exactly had the, the best uh, season. And people might hesitate and shy away from Jose Altuve, voting <laughs> Jose Altuve in for, for whatever reason. I don't know, uh, biases. But, um, you know, you've got DJ LeMay, who hasn't played much in, in New York. So uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, there, there might be an opportunity or an opening for a Cesar Hernandez at second base right now. Yeah, he certainly had a good first half, or, you know, what, what we consider a first half. You know, and I don't know, do we go by votes? Are we going to go by votes, the popular, popularity of votes? I mean, Lindor would have to be up there, even though, you know, he hasn't had the, his best well, season. Well, you know the people in Los Angeles would be voting for Francisco Lindor to, to show up because they think that yeah. they can. Uh, and and that's, that actually, he would actually earn votes from the Yankee fans as well, uh, you know, Yankee fans and Dodger fans right now think they have some sort of weird claim to, to Francisco Lindor as if it's a foregone conclusion that he's either going to go there, uh, you know, one, one or the other. So it, it, that's a weird trend that you'll see. The guy who's close to free agency like that, he'll get an all-star voting boost, by, you know, from major cities that think that they can sign him. So when, when all, this, all these rumors about Francisco Lindor to the Yankees you know, start popping up in the off season, uh, you'll know why he would have been voted in as a, an all-star starter at some point. Uh, still has an opportunity to next year, I, I think. Uh, that would will be an interesting situation if he steps out onto the field as the all-star starting shortstop in Dodger Stadium next year, uh, just to see the reaction of the fans to him. Uh, so uh, Shane Bieber, James Karinczak will be locks. Uh, Dark Horse might be Cesar Hernandez. Everybody else uh, hasn't hit enough for the Indians to, to be considered. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Perez maybe as a as a backup or a, a depth position at catcher, but uh, you've got a lot of a lot of catchers in the AL who who hit the ball a lot better than Roberto Perez do, does. So uh, you know, tough for him to make it, but certainly worthy the way he calls games and plays defense. Definitely, and uh, you know, obviously he was hurt this year, so he missed some time this year. But but that was uh, you know he's he had. <laughs> His best year was last year, and uh, right. he, he unfortunately hasn't he hasn't had a lot of time to to build on that and use it as a springboard. We haven't we haven't really seen him you know swing the bat like he did last year. Maybe he will you know do that in September because they they certainly 
could use that, definitely. As far as midseason awards go, uh, I think it's obvious the number one candidate right now, the uh, the leader in the clubhouse for the Cy Young Award in the American League is Shane Bieber. Uh, but who else? Who would who would you have as a a second place if you were the 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 BBWA voter for uh, the Cy Young Award this year? Who would your second place vote and your third place vote go to uh, behind Bieber right now? Well, well, Garrett Cole probably would get one of them. I know he got he got uh, hammered by the, by the uh, Braves uh, in his last start. Uh, Garrett Cole and um, geez, oh man, I I don't know the number three. I got to think. You know, maybe Lance Lynn. Yeah, or, Lance Lynn, definitely, definitely. So you know, those those three right now are the ones being talked about. You know, the most in terms of uh, Cy Young buzz, but. Bieber, by far and away, I, he's seven starts. What's six quality starts? Seven quality starts. Yeah, he has and seven, seven he has, and zero in his. He has his seven. Starts. He has seven quality starts, and there are sixteen teams in Major League Baseball who don't have six total quality starts among them. So uh, that tells you right there just the consistency and the effort that the Indians are getting out of Shane Bieber. Uh, all right, Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know, in our in our limited capacity from what we've seen this year. Uh, it's pretty much just among the uh, the central teams uh, so far. But has any rookie uh, besides James Karinchak stood out to you? Yeah, Lewis Roberts, uh, the the center fielder from the White Sox, just a great all around player. Uh, we've we've seen him. We haven't seen him against the Indians. He hasn't shown power, but that's about the only thing he hasn't shown. I mean, right. he's he just uh, you know he's a hitting machine. He can run. He can play center field. Um, I love that guy. I think he, he would have to be a real strong, uh, get a real strong consideration to win the award. It's, it's scary to think he's going to be around in Chicago. The Indians are going to have to face him for a long time and yeah. figure out ways to get him. You know, it, it, Chicago always seems to have that one or one or two guys on the roster that the Indians have trouble dealing with. It's been Jose Abreu for so long. Uh, it was, you know, Maglio Ordonez, uh, you know, Paul Canerco, guys, Canerco. guys, they just, guys, they just couldn't get out. And, and, Canerco. you know, I think Luis Roberts going to be the, that guy for a, a good long time for the Indians. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, just sort of a look at some of the, the, the midseason awards and what, uh, what you, what we think of the people that we've seen again, our, our scope is limited. We've only really seen central teams so far. But there are players on on both coasts that have been been doing the job. Obviously, uh, poor Mike Trout can't can't get out of L.A. Can't L.A. can't get out of their own way with him. Uh, is Mike Trout ever going to see the play in, in a season where they've doubled the number of playoff teams? Mike Trout still isn't going to make the postseason, and that's a, it's a great <laughs> tragedy. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we will check back in with you on Monday after the. St. Louis series, and we'll hopefully have something good to report on Tristan uh, McKenzie. I'm going to say, God, I'm going to say Tristan Thompson. At some point, I'm going to say Tristan Thompson, and it's going to, it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, we'll check back in with you again on Monday on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.